guys, this is me, Oleshi, and this is the Coffee Pose. It's August. I think this episode is a bit late than usual. Also, if my voice is weird, I already apologize. I had some some issues, but we are trying our best here with Mike at the York Co-working Space Studio. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm doing really good today. So maybe I'm already handing it over to you to introduce yourself, and then I'm going to talk about what's going to be the topic for today. Great. Uh, so my name is Mihao. I'm one of the co-founders of Yolk Workspace and Community here in Krakow. Uh, we opened uh, a year ago, right before the pandemic, and and we've had a, a rocky year in in the in these past I don't know 14, 15 months that we've been open. But uh, things are finally coming together, and uh, I'm looking forward to to sort of sharing all, all about that here in this podcast. Because today's topic, we're going to talk about starting a business and how to turn an idea a real thing. Because I think lots of people has this that oh, I should open something, I should do my own thing. But actually, it's it's harder than it should be, or like it's harder than it would be for the first thing. So today we're going to talk about this. So if you're into, you know, startups and and how to to start your own thing, and so then. Stay with us and, and listen to us. Maybe it's going to be interesting and something you can also take away from it. So you said that you just started it before the pandemic. I think lots of companies actually started before the pandemic. And it's really not a good time to start anything. What is it? You know, I know companies that started right before the pandemic like like we did. And also in the same building in which we are in. Uh, in the same month, which was February of 2020, uh, a cafe opened at the exact same time. And it was a small uh, couple, just young couple who who just had this ambition, this idea, this vision to to start their own cafe. And they started also two months before the, the, the lockdowns began here in Poland. And uh, yeah, and, and I also know a few companies that started um, their companies during the pandemic, I believe. And would I say it's it's a bad time to start right before or during a pandemic? It's it's really hard to say. I think it, it really depends on what type of business you're in, obviously. But looking back at it at a, at our first year, I'm really grateful for the fact that our first year was not easy because it 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 forced us to constantly sort of try hard and to be creative. And to, to try to find solutions, because I think if it was easy, then we wouldn't be in the position in which we are in right now. I, I don't think our business would be as healthy as it is. I think it uh, really depends on what type of business it is. I was reading some articles about it, and um, indeed, like creativity and like being really, really active in these times really helps the business. There was this... Uh, cafe place in Budapest. They they started just at the pandemic. And of course, they had to close because everybody had to close their right. business. So they just basically shifted their focus from having a cafe and a brunch place into selling plants. Mm. Because the whole decoration and like was around plants anyway. Mm. So just to not close the place itself to keep it, they started to sell plants and actually it was quite successful because of course during the pandemic people are craving some new hobbies and plants right, and anything. Right. So I think I have I think everybody at one point has this idea that they should start their own thing. So 
when you had this moment that you realized that I want to have my own business, I want to have my own thing? Uh, to be honest, I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the person who who had that vision who had that idea is is the the true founder of yoke which is max and uh he uh, just real quickly the the story is that he um he had a business which was a, a cycling apparel business it was it was for for people who ride their bikes a lot and it was just very expensive clothes for for cyclists and around that time and he was working from home and around that time his uh daughter his first daughter was born and he just found it really difficult to work at home while having this very young daughter which obviously he wanted his attention he wanted to play with her but it was just hard for him to to balance those two things so he found a a place let's say in the in the center of Krakow which he rented out sort of as his office but this office was bigger than what he needed So he inv- he invited a few of his architect friends and other friends. It was maybe four four people, and they basically sort of split up the the office together. But it was it was relatively small, let's say four four or five desks, and uh, so he was working there, and and they were working there, and he quickly re- realized that he sort of liked the the atmosphere in the office, and and he thought to himself, well. maybe i could do this on a bigger scale and instead of continuing with the the cycling uh apparel business maybe i could create sort of this this office where where people are renting out desks from me and uh we're just sort of one big happy family we create a community uh because i think at, at heart max is somebody who likes to create communities and 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 likes having people around him and uh i think that's that's the seed that's that's where yolk or the idea behind yolk started and how you arrived into this picture yeah so around that time that max was having or this vision was was sort of being clarified in his head to my understanding i was uh sort of unhappy at the corporation the small corporation at which i was working at and um because i was I was thinking a lot at the time about company culture, about what motivates people to work, about the the surrounding and the settings in which they work, and I was just just focused on that even though that wasn't part of my job. Um and I was I was really unhappy at, at where I was working just because uh over the four years that I had been working there, my my role had changed a lot and it, it was no longer creative. And despite the fact that I really liked the people whom I worked with, uh I started hating my job. And and first it was just sort of emotional and then later it just I felt like these uh physical even uh consequences of of being in a place day day in day out where I just didn't want to be anymore. So I just quit. And uh and I just started researching um company culture and and what motivates people to work and and things like that. And then I overheard Max who I didn't know that well at the time. We only knew each other because we're both cyclists. Um I overheard that he was starting this thing. And I said, "Hey, Max, I don't know how, but I want to help you." And I just started helping out maybe one or or two days a week. And it 
and it sort of naturally evolved into this thing where I was here at York every day. Um, in the beginning, there was we almost had no members; we only had a few. And uh, but for me, it was sort of like this petri dish where I could observe people and talk to people. And I, in, in my former job, I was missing having contact or feedback directly from because I was doing design work. But uh, I never got the feedback, the immediate feedback from about the designs and the things I was creating. Where we're here at Yolk when Max and I and and uh, our third colleague Piot, whenever we change something in the space or we have a new idea or we create an event, we get immediate feedback. And and for that, for me, that's really satisfying. You said that you used to work in a corporation. So now for our listeners, I would just mention that here in Poland, there are lots of offices, lots of buildings. I also used to work uh, for a corporation. And um, even though they have these office spaces that are like actually for this purpose, that it's going to make the place more friendly or make it more effective, it's not really... I agree. It's yeah. uh, like if you have to spend eight and a half an hour there, it's just, it just not really friendly. It doesn't really matter what kind of ergonomic chair you got. Mm-hmm. And uh, for me, for example, during the pandemic, I, I really enjoyed working from home because mm-hmm. uh, most of the time I really like to be left alone <laughs> and just to have my own little piece but then I um, because I was looking for a, for a studio for my podcast because I also started it during the pandemic um, <coughs> and uh, then I found York like I think we have a common friend and who said right. that like there is a there's a studio and really the place is uh, because I I had a little tour and the place is very nice and uh, like it's really easy to imagine to come here and work but uh, do you think that for the concentration or for like, let's say for the deep work part, is it uh, difficult or easier to work in a co-working space or at home or in the office? Uh, one, one thing that I've um, learned over the past year is just how different people are. And I, I've realized that not only we each do different tasks, but even people who are sort of doing similar tasks and even people who work in similar industries, their workflows might be different. And and you also need to take into consideration their personalities and their preferences. And um, what we try to do at Yoke is to, to create, yes, spaces where you could do deeper work, where you have a, a more traditional desk and a comfortable chair and all that. And uh, we have meeting rooms and, and, and phone booths where you could sort of isolate yourself. But to make things more flexible and, and, and so that people aren't sitting in front of a desk all day, we created a, a space called the Clubhouse, which is sort of like a cafe-inspired space where there's a sofa, there's, these, uh, there's this big table with these um, tall stools, uh, there's this seating which sort of is reminiscent of a bistro or a cafe. And what we wanted to do was to create many different places where people could do their work. If they're working by themselves, if it's a one-on-one, if it's in a group sort of atmosphere, we we really try to create a a lot of flexibility. And we also have um, a balcony and a a courtyard where we have a table 
So when the weather's nice, people choose to go out there um, or to have their lunch out there or calls. And um, so when it comes to work, deep work or, or more, I guess, superficial work, um, everybody has their own preferences. And I think what's ideal for, for companies who are, who are creating offices or, or have their own offices for their, for their teams I think the best thing to do is to offer a lot of, to offer a lot of choice. Uh, that way, throughout the day, those those team members could choose places which make sense to to them. Yeah, but I think these uh, these choices are also, you know, if you're talking about big companies with big offices, it's also about choices with the time and like place in general. But of course, this is a different topic. But I think in these co-working spaces it can be like a big part of this uh, post-pandemic working yeah. thing because I think most of the company are going to stay in a hybrid system anyway at this point and probably if someone has a child at home it's just better to go to, to somewhere but maybe still not to the office which sure. is really like official so you already said that like the business is sort of expanding and you have more members. So let's talk about this because I think there are other co-working spaces around Krakow, but what makes York different? Yeah, that's a great question. Mm. We, especially in the beginning, we often use the word co-working to sort of describe us because I think it was a very good keyword. But um, over time, we sort of transitioned away from the word co-working, which I think can mean many things to many people, bad and good, based on their experiences or or lack of experience. And we've um, migrated to saying that we are yoke, uh, workspace and community. So workspace as a place where people can get work done, which obviously is crucial. But community is the the social aspect of it which we see as being incredibly important. Because if you want to do work, if you just need the workspace, you could theoretically work from home, hopefully, if, if, if you're not being distracted too much. You could do it at a cafe, you could do it at your corporate office, wherever. You could maybe do it on a park bench. Uh, but the community aspect of it is, is what we are really focusing on. Uh, we want people, when they come to Yoke, to quickly realize that there are no strangers here. We want them to realize that the people around them, although they are not directly working together, these are people with whom they could potentially collaborate with. So let's say I'm a person who deals with finance and finance audits. As I'm doing my work, uh, from time to time, I might be in a project where I need some extra help. This might be help from a graphic designer. This might be help from a web developer, from someone who does sales. And what's nice about a space like ours, uh, because we have this community, is the fact that uh, Kasha, who might be working a few desks away from me, she might have that graphic design help or insight and talking with her for 15 minutes might save me a whole week's uh, of work or research because she will guide me to the to the right way of doing something or or she I could work with her and and she could create exactly what I would like and uh 
And that's what I love the most about the Yolk community, which we are constantly trying to nourish and uh, is, is I like seeing how people are working together, people from different industries, people who are working uh, at different stages of their business because some of them are freelancers, uh, some of them are some small startups, some of them are small teams. And uh, it's it's really enjoyable just seeing how they're sharing information, sharing their experiences. And also because about 60% of the Yolk community is international. Uh, these are people who are coming from different cultures, different countries, and they all they have this um, plethora of uh, experience, not only professional but also personal, and that just enriches this yolk community that we have. You also talked about like already the community and the, the place, and you mentioned that it's going to get bigger. So, how is the business at this moment? how it started, how was in the pandemic, how was this war starting in the pandemic, and where is it now in this journey of yeah. expanding? All right. So in the first few months, uh, obviously the, the pandemic um, put a damper, or the lockdowns put a damper on on the growth of Yolk. And um, right before the lockdowns began, and but still Yolk only had like, let's say, three, four people, three, four members. One thing that I started doing was just walking around to local cafes because I knew that there, uh, there would be, I would see people who are working on their laptops and I was super curious about why they decided to work at the cafe, how much time they plan to spend there, how much money they plan to spend there, what type of work do they do? And uh, so, yeah, I just went around and I was just super noisy and just sort of interviewing people <laughs> because I was curious, Evan, Talking to these people, I, I got a lot of feedback and, and insights, which, which surprised me. And of course, I passed those along to, to Max. And those guided our decisions uh, as we, uh, at the time, were, were sort of creating Yoke. And, but we are constantly evolving, constantly changing. And uh, so at the end of last summer, uh, we were pretty much full with, with, the, with the single office space that we had. Uh, during the winter, the, the lockdowns came in again, and um, a lot of uh, our members, especially those who are digital nomads, they, they probably flew back to their home countries, and our membership dropped. But we had a lot of members who, for example, during the winter, they wouldn't come in because they were concerned about uh, uh, COVID and the pandemic, so they didn't want to be in a, in a public setting. But what was really nice was that many of them continued to pay their membership dues. Even though they didn't have to, they had the right to cancel any time because we only have a month-to-month -month membership. But they continued paying their dues because they said, hey, we want you guys to be there on the other side of this. And uh, so that was really kind. So somehow we got through the winter. And also we, we started building more space during the winter. That's when we built our clubhouse, which is our cafe space. We built uh, another office. We built this podcast studio in which we are in right now. And that put us in a really good position where uh, in the spring of 2021, uh, things started to open up again. And uh, uh, yeah, and, and gradually we started gaining new members. And and now we see it's, it's summertime 2021. And uh, we are seeing more and more people who are traveling. We're seeing couples, which are sort of digital nomads, and they 
they for example they travel to a different city every two weeks and and it's really interesting meeting these people and and for our members who are more stable members it's a fun thing because it's it's nice just having mm, new people come across and and for them to be able to meet with them and, and make connections and kind of network and uh where are we now right now we are uh, in a situation where we are growing our community in in terms of more members we we've also expanded to having micro offices because we recognize that that there are small teams of four six eight twelve who want to have a little office of their own here at yoke and so we're trying to provide that for them mm, because they still want to be a part of a community they just don't want to be working by themselves so we're, we're happy to to allow them to to join us and um, another thing that, that I'm incredibly proud of the, is the fact that we are reaching out to local businesses. If these are restaurants, if these are dance studios, whatever, we're reaching out to them and we're com- making connections with them as well. Because uh, our intention is to not sort of be this, um, this you know, lockdown behind walls. We, we really want to reach out to, to the cafes and everything around us. Uh, because we feel that we are stronger together. So that's that's one thing that I'm focusing on a lot, is is reaching out to local businesses and organizations and, and clubs and, and other podcasts and, and interests, um, because we we want to, to, to share our, our ideas, share our insights, uh, share that good energy. So that's where we're at now. All right. And now we're going to go on a quick break. And after the break, we're going to talk about how to build a community. If you are not from Krakow and most of the people who are working here are so international. So stay tuned and we're going to come back. We are back uh, here with Mike. I didn't even ask you if I should call you Michal or Mike. Uh, Michal, most pe- people call me Michal. This is, for me, it's a very difficult Polish name to to, to pronounce. Really? Yeah, I don't know why. It y- just y- you know what I always say to it whenever I introduce myself to, to someone who is not a native Polish speaker? Mm-hmm. I say, my name is Michal. Uh, ask me how to pronounce my name. <laughs> so it's just M-E-H-O-W. Mihao. Mihao. Okay, yeah. all right. So we are here with Mihao. And sorry that I called you Mike then before. That's fine. <laughs> uh, and we are still talking about, um, first of all, of the York uh, office and like co-working space and community. <clears throat> and now we're going to talk about the community part because, um, as you mentioned, that's a big part of, of this co-working space. So how to build a community how to build a community in a successful way because I think it's always difficult to, to get people together, especially if they are busy with their own work and so. I think that's a it's a billion-dollar question. I think that's something that every business tries to do, or at least it's something that every business, business or brand talks about. And um, I'm no expert, but from my experience, I see community as relationships. And uh, as in any relationship that we have in our life, if, if it's family, if it's friendship, it's a, if it's a romantic relationship, it's something where you you need to to be open to it, and you you 
obviously communication is a big part of it, but you you constantly need to be working at it um, because that's sort of the bond that that keeps that uh, relationship together. But in a community, mm, it's obviously a relationship, but on a much bigger scale. And uh, so obviously, when we have members come to our space, uh, and I'm giving them a tour of our space, because obviously that's that's essential. I, w- I want to show them what's possible here, what they could do. Um, I, I don't only focus on what is yoke. And I often ask them, who are they? What are they doing? What goals do they have? Um, what plans do they have for the future? And I think this sort of begins to start this relationship between me as, as one of the founders of Yoke, uh, someone who's representing Yoke, and, and them. And uh, hopefully once that member becomes a part of the Yoke community, um, they, they start interacting with other members. And then... Uh, it's not as necessary for me to day in day out uh, to maintain that relationship because they're they're creating new relationships with, with other people in, in the community and they're sort of sharing that relationship but with this bigger whole and uh, it just uh, I often talk about it as this um, gigantic flywheel in the beginning it takes a lot of energy to to get this gigantic flywheel moving but once you get it moving and in in our case in in terms of creating a a community once you get enough people interacting with it and people who uh, know that hey this is a space where uh, I can share my ideas this is a place where I can be open this is a place where I could joke and laugh and uh, say hey uh, let's have lunch together um, once people realize that there's this type of open, community-friendly uh, atmosphere, this this thing which we call the community, it sort of takes on a life of its own. Because um, I don't know, it's maybe it's just like a, like a tree, and it just starts blossoming, and uh, you just never know where where these blossoms, where these beautiful flowers and fruits um, will pop up. Um, and, and how and, and, and where that might lead but um, it just sort of starts happening on its own but what's crucial in the beginning is to create that one-on-one relationship and um, I think you said that you are originally not from Krakow and that lots of people who are working here are also not really from Krakow or might not be from Krakow so do you think that it's more difficult to, to build a community with experts because I think not everybody staying here for long. People are kind of like fluctuating, going sure. and back. Do you think that it affects the community or the sense of the community? Or is it easier because maybe experts are just more open? Mm-hmm. That, that's a great question and observation. So Max, uh, founder of Yoke, uh, he's from England. I was born in Poland, but when I was five, my family moved to Los Angeles, California, and essentially I grew up in, in the States. And um, so so both Max and I, we spent most of our lives um, outside of Poland. And uh, I, I think when we came here, both of us were had a, 
a longing for sort of being able to speak English in our case, but also to be connected with people who share similar uh, cultures and pop culture references and just ideas and priorities in life. And uh, so Yolk is 60% international people, expats, immigrants, whatever you want to call them. And uh, I think what attracts a lot of um, international people to Yolk is the fact that they know that Yolk is sort of this oasis in Krakow where they could speak English or, or Spanish if, if, if they come from a, a Latin American country or whatever it may be. And uh, just just connect with people who who probably understand them a little bit better based on their life experiences because they probably had more similar life experiences. Um, yeah. And how how are you attracting people to come here? How do you yeah. put yourself out there? Uh, so, so obviously, like like every business or every brand, we. Um, we're active in social media. We we advertise on on Google in various ways, but um, Google helps us a lot, especially Google Maps. I I think when people are initially looking, if someone had just uh, flew into Krakow, which many of our members do because they're international people, they they will just open up Google. They will look at Google Maps and just look at the the closest co working space workspace around them. And they will try to give them a try. And uh, so when we have one of these people come to us, we sort of greet them, we give them a tour, and uh, we have them as a guest uh, for a free day. That way they could experience not only the space, but also the community. And um, usually that's, that's how we uh, gain new members uh, who are with us for a short time because maybe they're traveling, or, or for a much longer time. Uh, because we've had members who have been with us essentially from the beginning, and uh, we're, we're really thankful for that. So mostly it's it's social media now, and, and a lot of it is word of mouth. We have a few members who are just, I call them cheerleaders. They're just incredible cheerleaders for us, and they're constantly reaching out to their friends and, and other people that they're meeting at other events and saying, hey, you seem like a person who would really like this pla- this space, Yolk. And uh, I think you should be a part of a, the community. And for example, last night we had a, a, our summer film night. And uh, I would say at least a third of the people at the film night were guests, people who had never been to Yolk before. But thanks to the film night and the fact that one of our members just decided to bring them as a guest, they were sort of exposed to our community and, and what our space and what we're about. So you are also having events, not just the, the, the clubhouse or so? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the clubhouse itself, it's just a space. Mm-hmm. But um, we have events such as breakfasts uh, where Eden, Eden Cafe here in Krakow, which is our neighbor, they, they cater and they create, um, they make... Um, avocado toast and toast with jam and there's these flowers on it and they make these beautiful desserts and it's just incredibly delicious and just everyone sort of oohs and ahs of, of, of how beautiful the food is and also how, how well it tastes and 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 that food and and having it in the clubhouse it just sort of creates this event where everybody sort of gathers and it just obviously leads to many spontaneous conversations and new connections and uh 
just a good time. Uh, we have film nights and uh, we're planning to do many more events in the future. And I think, I, because I'm also following you on uh, social media, that you have different sort of groups also who are coming and having some sort of meetings. Yeah. And, and so, so like what kind of groups are they? Great question. So one of the first groups that we started, um, I guess you could say a relationship with, was a way for women. And that's a, an international women's group, which is, was started by one of our members, Hannah. And uh, so she creates these events where, w which are done in English. And they do it at cafes. They've done it here at, at uh, Yolk and at restaurants. And essentially, they're, they're events during which women are able to speak about subjects which, which matter to them. Uh, and it's just an, an sort of an open, friendly environment for women. Uh, it's about empowerment, but also just sharing information and, and just discussing things which um, maybe they had not discussed in, in the past or not, not as much. And obviously, through that, they're also building community, which is a, another word that we're returning to. And uh, because they are creating these relationships and uh, also value in the sense of mm, a good time uh, for their members. So, so that's one. We also have a relationship with TEDx Kazimierz, which is part of the TED Talks uh, network. Uh, we also have Open Coffee, which is this sort of business uh, morning uh, get-together. Um, so a lot of startups and freelancers join this Open Coffee Krakow. And uh, so far it's, it's been online because of the pandemic. Um, but soon we, they will, it will be relaunched uh, in-person event and it will be held at, at Yolk. And we're really happy about that. So that's just three examples. And um, talking about the uh, community and talking about like giving space to other like smaller communities, let's say. Right. Uh, there are like other um, co-working spaces also around Krakow. And uh, I see, or I, as I see it at least, that it's not really an island here in York, but like you are trying to reach out for different different uh, things. How about the other co-working spaces? Uh, mm -hmm. Do you have like an open conversation with them? Or it's more like you do you, I do I things, and just let's keep it separate. How it is? It, it's a little bit of both between us and other co-working and workspaces. So... On our street, Sarego, in Krakow, there, before we opened up, there already was a co-working space, which is quite a coincidence. And it's called uh, Calafionio. And uh, obviously, in, in the first few months, it was kind of weird having two sort of unique businesses, but both of them on the same street. But over time, we, we also, once again, that word relationship and community, but this is more of a relationship. We started talking with them. They started talking with us um, because I was very eager to to sort of learn about what, what they've been learning and what their experience is like. And thanks to the fact that we were talking to, to one another, we learned that we are not necessarily competition because they are more focused on micro offices and... Um, where you basically have a bunch of little teams, which sort of work, with, to my understanding. You have a lot of little teams, 
and it's just the teams are together and they're just these little nucleuses or these little things, these little pots. But what we try to create at Yoke is to have more sort of individual people, freelancers, and out of that create a big community. And to my knowledge, um, a lot of the other co-working spaces, they don't necessarily do events, at least to my knowledge, or, or at least they are not as community-focused as we are. Um, and that's not right or wrong. It's just a different approach. And um, we're trying to create uh, an approach or, or an atmosphere which, which makes sense to us, meaning Max and I, and, and the way we, we see our community or, yeah, our space. Um, and obviously th they they have a different business model and that's fine too. And this we are really talking about uh, businesses and talking about like not competitions but other people in the same boat, let's say. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it's also an important thing when someone wants to start her own his or her own thing to to accept that probably. There is there are also other people who are doing something similar. Sure. Uh, so, if you are starting a company, because now you, we can see that you have like a very successful thing going on here, or another successful thing going on here. So, how to go from an idea into like let's do it, let's make it, and to make it like at least semi-successful, mm -hmm. because I think lots of people who are starting companies, they don't really have like this sort of determination to really do it. Maybe they open it, maybe they invest the money, but somehow something is missing and it's just going into a train wreck. And right. it's scary, especially during a pandemic, to, to start something sure. new. Like, for example, when I started my podcast, and it's not even a big thing, it's a small podcast, and now I would like to say that, yeah, just keep clicking on me and listen to the podcast anyway. <laughs> but like I, uh, when I decided that I would like to do this, I would like to go back to, to have this sort of like journalism media related job. Then I need to do something, right? I can't just sit at home and wait for the gig to come. So like I would maybe do a podcast, but then what if people are actually listening it yeah what if it's going to be really bad and then yeah. there are so many other podcasts and i think i was sitting on the idea for like two or three months mm -hmm. like oh should i like go for it or not then at the end i as you can see i i i, I went for it but like uh for the bigger you know on a bigger scale how to go from the idea to really get the balls and get things done yeah yeah it's interesting that you say you know you were sort of sitting on this idea for two or three months i know people who have been sitting on ideas for for years and and i think what most people are trying to overcome or, or the issue that they're having is sort of the courage to actually start it and to invest time and or money into it because obviously we're sort of trying to protect ourselves from from failure, rejection, whatever it may be. So I'm going to speak uh, based on a lot of my observations, close observations uh, of the people that I've seen uh, here at Yolk, but um, yeah, also our community members at Yolk, because a lot of them have started things while they were at Yolk. And I think the key, if you have an idea or if you 
for your own business or if you just want to get away from working from for somebody else i think it it still makes sense to sort of hold on to your current job but just try out that idea cuz you you will working by yourself on your own where you have full control of of that business that project that idea whatever it may be having full control of it you you're going to be able to quickly adapt quickly evolve and you're going to be learning so much because every aspect of that business project idea belongs to you you're responsible for it and um it, it's it's a great power to have maybe it could be overwhelming but it's a great power to have because you have a full understanding of of what that business is about where as if you're working for a corporation or for some larger team you you're likely only you only have an understanding of a small fragment of that thing and 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 therefore it sort of ties your hands uh when you want to make a bigger impact i would say just just try it try it on a smaller scale try to create a an mvp a minimal viable product and uh, just see how people are reacting to it see if you're able to find clients and um don't invest too much especially money first you just want to prove if your idea makes sense uh on a small scale and um once you're you you're able to find the right way of doing it on a small scale obviously you start growing it out um and uh, i think it's and after that it's you just sort of listen to the market you you listen to yourself and and you you do what makes sense but um yeah it's just like nike just just do it <laughs> and now that you mentioned this uh, that like this sort of like hold on to your job and then uh, try out the <clears throat> you know thing i as i see or as i see from from my my friends or from my surroundings i think lots of people starting it in the way around like i'm going to resign from my job and i'm going to do it full time i'm going to invest myself in and then yeah. it's it's not going well that's that's super stressful yeah um yeah that's that's super stressful it's it's just sort of like jumping out of a building or or a moving train it's it's probably not going to end well most of the time uh one more thing that i wanted to add was if if you have that idea for that project idea business try to surround yourself by around people who have already started something people who are willing to 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 share their insights um once again here in krakow we have uh, open coffee krakow which is a, a a place where where you could do that but for example entering a a co-working space and I'm here I'm a bias but entering a co-working space where there are people who have that experience is is a great way to sort of learn about the the first steps of how to do it and to go about it but you also not only learn how to do it but I think you also get support and encouragement to to keep you going cuz I think it's it's easy once you start running into some roadblocks to to give up on your idea but um being surrounded by other people who have also dealt with challenges will will they will support and encourage you to keep going um that's why the community ha- being surrounded by people is is essential in my 
interpretation. And also some says that, you know, in general, if you are surround yourself with people that actually can motivate you, you also stay motivated for longer sure, time. Sure. If uh, you start a new business and you just hear all the time that like you're going to fail it anyway, right. it's probably at one point it's going to change also how you think about your company that, yeah, maybe I'm going to, I'm going to fail it actually. Mm. And then you go down on this, this whole vortex, you know, just mm-hmm. thinking about that. Maybe it was a bad idea. Um, I, I think also when you're starting something, expect to have bad times, expect to have a crisis or multiple crises. Um, even right now at Yoke, although things are, are going well, we know that there's going to be hard times ahead. And these are probably hard times that are out of our control. Uh, that's why you just sort of have to mentally prepare yourself for it. But also in terms of not investing or growing too quickly where you put yourself in a bad situation. So it's, it's just normal. I mean, it's just like in life, right? Y- you might be having a great day, but suddenly you're, you're walking down the street and you, you trip on a rock it just happens but you just get up and you keep going or, or or you spill some coffee on yourself okay so so you get home and you wash your shirt and and that and you just kind of keep going do you think that uh, people who are trying to to start their own businesses do you think that they often make this mistake that they are expecting success from the very first moment I think a lot, first of all, I think a lot of people just fall in love with their first idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, that could lead them into trouble because if they fall in love with their own idea without taking into consideration other people and what they think of that idea, because these other people are going to be your clients. You're not going to be your client. So it doesn't <laughs> matter how much you love your idea. I mean, it's it's nice to build something that you like and, and you enjoy also. But at the end of the day, you have to listen to others and, and, and how they, mm, their experience w- with your product or service. Um, so, and, and just be willing to, to evolve your idea. And evolving that idea doesn't mean compromising your original vision. No, think of it as evolving and improving your original vision so now that you you mentioned this uh, falling in love with your own idea uh, i think it's like at one at one level it's it's good because of course if you start your business you you want to eat bleed and just exist in this but uh, i think it's very interesting to to say that because um, i read an article that like people has lots of ideas like it's easy to sit and, you know, having ideas about like, oh, this is the same thing about opening a pub. I think at one point mm-hmm. everybody wants to open a pub mm-hmm. or a cafe, like we yeah. should do that. And then like they are not really thinking about it. Like it's actually lots of work right. and maybe you are not so good with people anyway. Yeah. And like it goes around. And uh, there's lots of business ideas which seem really sexy. Like maybe having a cafe, right? Yeah. It, it just seems like this very romantic, yes. very aromatic thing. But what we see as customers from our perspective is is certainly not the whole business because what we see is ah uh, there are coffee beans there's a coffee machine someone makes the coffee for us they put it in a cup they give it to us oh this seems like such an easy job 
but but no like you need to think about you know the source of your coffee beans the maintenance of that that coffee machine keeping the whole restaurant cafe clean uh thinking about your staff and your opening hours and what happens if uh, another cafe opens up on the same street as you and and suddenly you have fewer customers um do do your customers like to to drink from paper cups or porcelain cups or where are they going to sit are your chairs comfortable enough or are they too comfortable and they're just spending all day at your place um what if i get uh some funky unwanted customers coming in and sort of ruining the the environment or the vibe of my cafe what do i do then um there's just so many lots things. of variables yeah there's yes. lots of variables do you think that now it's uh, let's say it's kind of like fashionable to start businesses because i have this impression that people even around my friends like they are like yeah i want to do my own things i want to open a business even if they don't have like an idea mm. fashionable like if it's if it's in now yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, regardless if it's fashionable or trendy It, it, it might be but if it is i think it's a great thing because that just means that uh people are trying out new things they're learning because you're going to learn so much you know i mean whenever we do anything new we learn a lot and uh it, it also changes the market you know because uh if uh in a particular city for i don't know 10 new hair salons open up Each of them is going to do a little bit different because the owners have different personalities and different ideas and different backgrounds. And it's going to shape the way other probably um, barbers and, and hairstylists do do their business in that particular city. It's going to evolve things. So it's, it's, it's interesting either way. I think, uh, at least this is how I see it, that with the pandemic, I think more and more people realize that they they don't necessarily want to work for a corporation they don't yeah. necessarily want to work for someone else and this is the most uh, attractive part of, of having your own business that like why am i doing lots of money for someone else when i could just have my own thing maybe i, I think a lot of people think of having their own business as having the freedom of full control but mm, I think it's sort of a myth because yes, you do have full control, but you also have full responsibility. And uh, so, so if, if at your office job, let's say you work in an office, if you end your work at, let's say 5 PM and you're going home, you probably don't have to think about your work until the next morning. Yeah. What happens after 5 PM? That's not your concern. Right. But, when you have your own business it is still your concern and it's your concern throughout the night and um, throughout the weekend and when you go out on vacation it's still on your mind uh, so yes you do have let's say full control i mean as much control as you possibly can because there's all those variables but um, you also have full responsibility i think now we are here at this uh big change of how we are working and how we are approaching work in general 
like in Iceland, they're just trying these shorter weeks, mm-hmm. and most of the companies are trying this uh, hybrid system, which also gives lots of uh, freedom for the, the, the workers, basically. And it also means that maybe it's not maybe it's easier to to stay calm to stay fresh mentally especially if you can go to a more comfortable place to work not in the office so i'm i'm really curious about how it it will look like after yeah. the pandemic how right. it's going to to affect even having like co-working spaces because maybe you're going to have more customers because they don't have to go into the office but yeah. they still um need this uh, social relation because at the end of the day like everybody wants to have some company yeah 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 so i'm i'm really curious about how it's going to look like i'm very excited about this because uh, i can't i can't really stand too long for in one place right i for me it's really difficult to to stay focused for eight hours in an office sure because uh, i'm a bit like this anyway so for me even the the home office environment was really exciting just the fact that i can like micro organize my time right even if it's not such a big responsibility or like such a big organizing if i'm gonna have lunch now or later but i think it's going to be very exciting in the future about how we we approach work and how we're approaching working hours and co-working spaces in general because now co-working spaces are in. Because if yeah. you can't go to, to uh, the office or you don't want to, yeah. it's just more comfortable to be in a place that it's more like, almost like sitting at home, but you still have some privacy. Yeah. I mean, I, I brought it up earlier, but I think it's a lot about that flexibility. I think a lot of people who do office jobs where they don't have to be in a hospital, for example, they don't have to be on a building site. If, if they're working in front of a computer, I think they want that flexibility of, yes, I can be at home. Yes, I can be in the office. Yes, I could be in some third place. And that third place could, for example, be a co-working space. Yeah. All right. Thank you for this uh, this talk. I hope that my listeners, our listeners, are going to find something interesting in it as well, because I think it was very interesting, especially if you are thinking about starting your business if you do so then as you hear just try it go for it get the balls and do it do it yes just do it <laughs> all right uh, thank you Michal. and um, if you're in krakow and you want to work then definitely come and visit uh, your coffee space thank you. Yeah. thank you and talk to you like i don't know having the next episode in september then bye bye